a very warm welcome to everyone who's here. My name's Seku, for those that do not know me. And I'm bringing uh, the word this, this, uh, this morning. And uh, this morning we're going to talk about the love of God. And we've just been singing about the love of God there. And a couple of songs really that spoke to me when they were talking about the love of God. But one thing I want to start with is, what's the first thing that comes to mind when we hear the love of God? Anyone? Jesus. That's good. For those that know scripture, what sort of scriptures come to mind whenever we hear the love of God? John 3.16, yeah. John 3.16, a very well-known scripture that you know, a lot of people talk about. People have got it in their houses and cars, whatever it is, in their t-shirts and all of that, John 3.16. And most times we find that we use the word love just anyhow. We can use the word love in re uh, relating to things that we like or things that we've got an emotional connection to. And all the time we hear people say, you know what, I love this chocolate. That's my favorite chocolate, I like it, oh, I love it. I love going out shopping, because that's what we like to do. You know, we go out shopping, I love ice cream. We talk about things like that. People say, you know what, I love this pair, this pair of shoes. All these things we can talk about, and we actually say that we love them, can be things that we just like. But also, we talk about love when we're talking about people that we've got that uh, connection with. It could be someone that we've got uh, feelings for. We can say, you know what, I love this person. So we can talk about that. But what does the Bible say about love? What does the Bible tell us about love? In 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, it says this, Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So that comes from the Bible. The Bible is telling us that God is love. If you look at verse 16, the same chapter, 1 John chapter 4, it says, So we have come to know and believe that the love that God has for us, we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in them. Now, I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of times when people, and I've heard a lot of people say, all you need is love. Again, you hear people put plaques in their house that say, all you need is love. People just say to one another, or you hear it in songs, you hear it on, the, on, on, on telly, people talk about, all you need is love. Actually, what they're saying is true, all we need is love. Whether they know what they're talking about or not, all we need is love, because all we need is God. All we need is Jesus. Is that, is, that, is that right? Okay, if that's right, then that's it. I'm done with the preach, because all we need is Jesus. <laughs> now, but it's true. All we need is love. No, all we need is Jesus. And, you know, if you look at Jesus' ministry, when he got asked about what are the two greatest commandments, you know, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus turned around in Matthew chapter 22, that's verse 37 and 39. He says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, those are the two greatest commandments. Now, a lot, most times we actually, uh, we actually focus on a lot of things that we can acquire in life. God has blessed us with the ability to do a lot of things in life. 
to work, to study, and all of, that, all of them things. And we make some of them things priority in our lives. We make work, for instance, a priority in our life. It's a good thing to have. God's blessed us with everything to go and work, but we can make that a priority. What can I acquire when I'm at work? What can I acquire when I'm studying? We kind of make those things that we can acquire in life a priority in, in our lives. I know someone who all they do is collect shoes. And they've got a bed where you open it and the storage is underneath there. And they've got shoes to a point where they actually put in more shoes on top of other shoes. But they just kind of collect and collect and collect things like that. But the one thing I want to say about the things that we acquire in life is all these things that we acquire in life, we cannot take with us to heaven. The one thing or one of the things that we can take to heaven is our character. We can take our character to heaven. So the more we keep on going and chasing things and chasing things and chasing things, these things are only going to last for a short while. But you know what? With love, love lasts for a very, very long time. What we do with the love that God pours out into our hearts, that will last for a very long time. Because sometimes all it takes is to stand by someone's grave and then we're like, you know what? Look at everything they achieved in life and now they're gone. And it happens. These are things that are real. These are things that happen. Because people go on to chase about all these things and we forget that all we need in our life is love. But how can we actually receive this love? First of all, the Bible tells us that God is love. So if God is love, that means the love will come from God. And John 3.16, like people have mentioned, it says, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting love. You know, that is the ultimate thing. God coming to us and actually demonstrating what love is. He gave himself up for us. And we heard in that song how, you know, God gives himself up for us. And that is love. So we can receive that love by believing in God, by coming to God, believing everything that God has done. And when we do that, God actually empowers us with his love. And when he empowers us with, with his love, it doesn't end there. Because another way that we can receive love is through others. So if God is going to empower you and me today with his love, we can go on and give that love to other people. We can go on and share that love with other people. A couple of weeks ago, I went and had a minor thingy on my toe, uh, minor surgery on my toe, and you know it was amazing to see how people actually, how many people reached out. You know, people sending messages, people checking if I was alright and everything like that. It's things like that that God can use in us to actually demonstrate His love. You know, whether it's just encouraging someone in a text message, whether it's just reaching out to someone to check if they're alright. Those little things we might look at them to us. It's only a text message. It's only a scripture that I'm sending to someone. But God uses things like that to actually demonstrate his love to other people. But what are the benefits of this love that we're talking about? What are the benefits? Why? Because people will be asking, why should I love? You know, The one thing, like I say, is love, to start with, love goes on forever. So again, all these things that we acquire, a lot of people are not going to remember. How many things have we got 
that our grandparents had that we still saved and we still got? Not a lot. But the one thing that we, can, we, we normally keep is the memories. Do you remember what they did for me? Do you remember what we used to do together? You know, love goes on for a very long time because love lasts for uh, eternity. If we get lost in that if we get lost in that place of just acquiring things, we forget about the most important thing, and which is our relationships. Because our relationships are the most important thing. Most of the time, we're busy trying to get this and trying to get that, and we forget about our relationship. But Jesus is saying, you know what? We need to love one another. You know? The first relationship that we, we, we need to focus on is our relationship with God. And the next one is to love your neighbor as yourself. Because you know? God has put people around us for a reason. And God pulls out that love inside us for that reason that we can actually go on to love one another. You know? In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, chapter 13, verse 13, it says, So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the great... Faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. You know, We can have everything in this world, but the greatest of the things that we can have, you and I today, is love. You know. And it goes on to say, even in uh, verse 13 of the same chapter, if I, give any, if I give all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have no love, I gain nothing. Without love, we gain nothing. Now, I can get lost sometimes in what I do at work, constantly working, constantly working, constantly working. And it can be my focus like that. And if I'm not careful, that can be a burden to me. But over time, I've actually learned that loving people and loving those that God has put around me is not just a church thing. God has put me here to, obviously, to enjoy the fellowship I've got with a church, with everyone at church, but also, even when I go to work, it does not stop. You know, I have to demonstrate that love when I go to work. Sometimes I think, like, it's easy for me to think, you know what, when I'm at work, I'm just there doing my task, bum, and then I'm gone. You know? And he reminded me of that yesterday, you know, when we were talking I started off with a conversation at work when we, someone came in the office and they were like, have you heard that star Bobby Charlton has died? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we heard about that. And then we're talking about how he died and everything, and the guy was like, at least he died around his family. Basically, he, used, he said his, lo his loved ones. He died peacefully around his loved ones. That straight away hit me to kind of say, you know what, we can be focused on all of that, but when it comes to that last minute, we want to be loved. We want to be around those people that love us. But he did not stop there, because he gave me an opportunity to actually start talking to someone at that time. Because I know I was there to work, but the opportunity came to start talking about the love of God. And straight away, we started talking about the love of God. And as we were talking about the love of God, the se se second thing I had to ask was, so where do you stand in your faith? You know. And then slowly, the lady I was talking to was like, you know, I struggle to pray and everything like that. Sometimes I feel like I can't pray. Straight away, we started talking about prayer. 
Now, God can use us in, 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 in them places. We think we're going to work to just do the task that we're given there. I'm going to go work, whether it's paperwork or whether it's working with other people. But you know what? We can actually demonstrate his love in that place. We can go to work and actually do that. I know Andy's saying, yeah, because he did that as well on, <laughs> was it Friday, Thursday? <laughs> And Andy's brilliant when it comes to things like that. Every opportunity, he'll share the gospel. <laughs> but that's what we're here to do. We need to remember it comes down to those relationships, you know, our priority. Because if we're going to say that I'm going to have to make time for my relationship maybe with Andy, or I'm going to make time for my relationship with Christian, anything that we say we're going to make time for, it becomes an add-on to our life. Our relationships should not become an add-on to our life. They should be priority. And that's why Jesus actually says to love him first and then to love our neighbors. They take priority and then other things we can add on. Because if we're going to look at our relationships as just an add-on to our life, we're missing the mark there. We need to actually prioritize our relationships. Yeah, sometimes it's difficult because of the things that we have to do in life and everything like that. But how easy it is to wake up in the morning and pray for someone. To wake up in the morning and message someone just because God has put that person in your heart. It's easy. But sometimes, obviously, we would rather be on social media, we would rather be online doing other things. And I can be like that sometimes. But we've got to remember, love goes on forever. Another thing is love compensates for our sin. You know, First Peter chapter four verse eight it says, "Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sin." Something that all of us would like to hear, I'm sure. It is the good news of Christ. Yeah, you know, because unless we've never made a mistake in here, fair enough. But if we've made a mistake and we know that, you know what, the love of God covers up those mistakes. And I'm not saying that we're going to just keep making mistakes, making mistakes, and then God's just like, yeah, he will keep doing that, but there has to be that, you know, God, I'm sorry for what I've done. You know, we come to that place of repentance and then come back to God. When God fills us with his love and we love God, we know that love covers up our mistakes. Sometimes we can go on and then, all we do is look at people's mistakes, look at other people's mistakes, look at other people's mistakes. You know. But that is not the way we should live our lives. It's easy for us, it'll be easier for us if we look at ourselves and look at how much God has actually forgiven us. You know. And then slowly we can start to forgive other people. We can look beyond other people's mistakes as well. Because you know what? It's the same God, the same thing that Jesus did on the cross. It's the same thing that covers my sin. It's the same thing that covers you. It's the same thing that's going to cover your sin. But we have to remember, it's not about looking at other people's mistakes. Because if that's all we're doing, there's a possibility that we do not really understand the love of God. Because we keep looking at other people's mistakes. Another thing is love ties everything together. Love brings everything together. Colossians chapter 3, 12 to 14 says, Put on then as good chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. 
If one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together. So love binds everything together. Now, to me, that means love, when love binds everything together, love becomes that dominant factor in our lives. You know, Love becomes that dominant factor in our lives. Someone once said to me that, love the Lord and you can do whatever you want to do. Love the Lord and you can do whatever you want to do. That really made me think. But put it this way, if we're going to love the Lord with everything that we've got, everything will be motivated by the love of God. Everything we're going to do will be motivated by the love of God. That means everything we're going to do, I would like to say everything, hopefully everything we're going to do will be right because it's all motivated by the love of God. So love the, God, love the Lord and you can do whatever you want to do. Now imagine this world if everything, especially what we're, what we're seeing happening in Israel and everything, if just everything had to stop at once and then just say, let's do everything in the love of God. The world will be a better place. But you know what? It starts with you and I today. God empowers us every single day. God lavishes his love every single day to go out there and demonstrate that love. And that's how we build and transform our communities. Not just in church, but in our workplaces. As we go out for a walk. It could be maybe you've gone out shopping. It could be maybe you're on a train coming back from wherever you're coming back from. All them places, God can use us really to help transform our communities. But it starts with us. We have to believe that, you know what, I've got the love of God in my heart. God's filling me with his love every single day. And you know what, God can use me for the glory of the kingdom. And we can do that every single day. It doesn't have to be just something that we do on a Sunday. We're in a cafe, and then we're like, oh, I'm going to talk to that person. I'm going to, nah, we can do that every single day, wherever we are. But how do we show that love? How do we show that love? I spoke about speaking to people, sharing the gospel and everything like that. If I had to ask the question in here, what is the most desired gift of love? Or what, what do you believe is the best expression of love? Anyone can answer that if you want to. Acceptance. Caring. Sorry? Who said that? Time. I believe that time is the most desirable gift of life. It's not chocolate. I know we get chocolate most times. It's not flowers. It's not diamonds. It is time. Because growing up, my dad tried his best. He was gifted in many things where he would come home. All he wanted was, I'll provide for my kids, and he did that. But the one thing is, he was never there. He was never there when you needed someone to talk to, when you needed someone to be there. He thought, I'll just buy everything that I think they need, and that's it. But he never spent time with us. And I believe, you know, because of that, that kind of changed the way I looked 
I looked at things, the things that I wanted in life, I, I wanted to go and find somewhere else. Because I wanted to spend time with my dad and he wasn't there. That means I'll find someone else to go spend time with. You know. If you look at this church, for instance, we've all got an enormous amount of wealth in this church. And when I say wealth, I mean we've all got gifts that we can use to help each other. We've all, we're all different characters, different personalities in here, you know, and we can all use all of that to help one another. But if, I, if, if we have to ask a question now, Christian, how many hours have you got in a day? 24. Andy, how many hours have you got in a day? 24. So we've all got the same amount of time. 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week. If I'm going to give you two hours of my time today, I'm not getting that back. That's gone. If I give you 20 pounds, I might get that back. I might get it even from Andy. <laughs> but that's, that's the whole point. Time is something that we give and we're not, not going to get back. But how we use our time is very, very important. You know. How we use our time is very, very important. And God shows us that in how he sent his son to come and die for us. You know. He gave. He gave his son to come and die for us. It says that in John 3.16. And the one thing is, when we give something like time and we can't get it back, everyone's kind of going on and on and on looking for something, you know, I haven't got time in a day. I haven't got time to do this in a day. I haven't got time to do that in a day. You know. But time is the most important thing. I worked it out this morning. Like, so let's, I'll use yesterday. I worked 12 hours yesterday. And then straight from work, the only person I spoke to during the day, apart from people at work, was Andy Brown. I spoke to Andy yesterday, but I did not speak to anyone else. I'm like, I worked 12 hours. I spent two minutes, three minutes, I don't know, speaking to Andy, and everyone I spoke to was at work. You know. And then I get home, I'm thinking about watching football and everything like that. <laughs> that is the reality of a lot of our lives. We go to work, get back home, we go and put a reality show on TV looking at someone else's life <laughs> instead of actually serious, instead of actually looking at the reality of our lives. We go, we, we go to work, go back home, go put on an old uh, episode of Friends instead of going out to make friends. That is what we do. You see, God's given us time as a gift, and it's how we use that time is very important. I'm not going to... I've learned a lesson through just looking at this, that I'm not just going to go to work, do what I've got to do, and then get back home and forget everything. If God has put something on my heart, even if it's just to send a message to Christian, I'm going to do that because I have to use that time wisely. If I'm going to waste it and looking at someone else's reality show, that time is gone. I'm not getting that back. I need to use my time wisely. And to be honest, it's something that we need to do. We need to use our time wisely. And another thing about uh, love that God actually put on my heart was in Ephesians chapter 5, verse, uh, verse 2, it says, And walk in love 
as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a, fragr a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now, two things that I picked up on that is love and sacrifice. You know? And two things I learned from that scripture as well, and hopefully you can encourage us. You know? You know? We can give without loving, but we can't love without giving. We can give without loving, but we can't uh, love without giving. <laughs> Are we willing to give up our agendas for someone else's agenda? Are we willing to give up our preferences for someone else's preference? Are we willing to do that? Because that's what Jesus did. He came down, gave up his life so we can live. He gave up his life so we can live. That came from the love of God. That came out of love. And the one thing really is, it all comes down to the one thing. Love is about relationship. You know, God wants us to build them relationship. First of all, it's our relationship with God. And next, it's our relationship with one another. Because if God is love, all we need is love, all we need is God. Amen?